This podcast includes explicit language and sensitive topics that some may find offensive. All views expressed belong to the individual speaking and not a representation of any entity that we have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. It's a chance to back out now. That being said, if, if not, not, enjoy, enjoy the, show. the show. Previously on the Black Man Misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, no. The, the reason why I say this is because, like, when people take certain scriptures out, they misconstrue. Black man, black man, black man, misunderstood. It's your boy, Mike B. In the neighborhood therapist. Welcome to the Black Man Misunderstood. Here we discuss topics about the black man that many are afraid to speak on. I'm your host, as always, the neighborhood therapist, and I'm rocking with my brother, as always, Mike B. Yeah, yeah. And this is season three, episode 12, The Family Business. Mike, what's up with it, brother? And, you know, just trying to make it out here in these streets. (laughs) Ain't Ain't no trying. You doing your thing. I see you. I see you. Of course, of course, of course. So, so what we got on the plate today, bro? Oh man, listen. The 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 model all, all day today is time is money because <laughs> the living embodiment of that is sitting on this call with us, brother. The living embodiment. Um, I'm not doing no introductions. I'm gonna let these phenomenal individuals hype themselves up, and whoever <laughs> want to go first. Okay. Well, I I guess that would be me. Hey, y'all. My name is Janet Tompkins. I'm affectionately known as the Baltimore real estate diva because I buy houses like other women buy shoes. Um, I'm here with our family today. We are truly a family business. I have my brother, my sister in love, and my husband of 41 years. And we've been doing this together since 1987. Okay, it's something that we're truly, truly passionate about. Uh, not only do we have single families, we have over a hundred multi families. We have uh, rooming houses. We have apartment buildings, and it's something that we have come together as a family to not only change the trajectory of our lives and our family lives, but we have changed the trajectory of young men and women, single folks, uh, females, males, as well as married families in the Baltimore, Maryland area, Patterson, New Jersey, Atlanta, Georgia, and Jacksonville, Florida. So we're so very, very happy to be here to share some nuggets with you. And so uh, just ask us whatever you will. We're very transparent. We're open. And we're so very happy to be here to share with you this afternoon. Appreciate y'all for coming on. Appreciate thank, y'all. Thank you. Big ups to the, the 40 plus years over there. That's absolutely. That's what we're trying absolutely. to get at, bro. That's what we're absolutely. trying to get at. <laughs> I got absolutely. scars on my back to prove it. Okay, okay. 
Mike, you up, man? Time is money. Time is money. So, do we want to let her? We gonna just we gonna let Janet speak? We not gonna let anyone else speak? No. Hey, so, so you gonna you gonna throw him the alley oop then? All right, might as well throw it to the to the husband, sir. You want you want to speak up? She she done spoke up. She's the Baltimore real estate diva. Is that is that how is that how it was said, or is it just a real estate diva? Okay, Baltimore real estate diva. Uh, okay, I think I'm gonna keep that that mantra because this what I've uh, found out is that very there's quite a few real estate divas in the other states. So um, I'm gonna stick with the Baltimore real estate diva. None other. Okay. 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 Yeah, I respond better if you ask me questions uh, that you want to know. I mean, we've been in the game a long time. Uh, we've done a lot of different things uh, to get to this point. Uh, like Janet said, uh, I'm a you know I'm I'm ecstatic because it's family doing it, and especially for me, uh, you know, we have Daryl and Trina and Jess. Uh, for Janet and I, those are different generations. Uh, Daryl was about eight years old when we got married. Uh, so now to be doing business with him and my partner, partner him and Trina, and he talked much shit to me, to me as well. I have to remind him who's the elder of the, of the group <laughs> all of the time. Uh, and then also, too, now Justin and I talked earlier today is that having him in the business, too, with us, with us, I mean, for me, that's the biggest high I could possibly have, having him family and, and looking or generational wealth. Respect, respect, respect. Who's next? Just fire the question. Just fire, man. Just, it might, oh, you ready? Right. Just get it on. Look, look, look. Look, I'm trying to give everybody a moment to speak on themselves first. You're trying to be but, formal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, be formal. Might as well get into the nitty gritty. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So of course I started this off. This is all me. So let's 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 be clear here. All of you are related. You already said that. I'm just gonna make sure that's nice and known for all the listeners out there. So how did you guys decide that going into business with one another was a good idea? For me, for me again, um, it started with me growing up as a kid. My family, I used to sit down at the kitchen table and I used to hear my parents talk about in the South that they own property and they own businesses. Um, so, you know, you, you never realize how those things stick with you as you get older. And one of the things I, I always hated working for somebody. I mean, I, I never liked working for someone. So as we got older, older, um, Janet and I, our our family, matter of fact, when we owned property in New Jersey, it was our family, my mother, my uncle, no, my mother, my aunt, aunt, they gave us money and they were, we were a family business back then. I think we owned like three or four properties in Patterson at that time. So we always liked that feeling of family working together. And then as Daryl grew up, um, you know, we started when we left Patterson and look, oh, had the vending machines. Mm-hmm. We gave you the vending machines. You took that over. Mm-hmm. And we always had a good relationship with one another. We never got caught up in the petty shit, you know, money, you know, all of those things, things like that. We all shared responsibilities. Uh, you know, we, you know, we have our moments where we disagree with one another. But afterwards, you know, we have a good drink and laugh. And at, by the end of the day, we all will make a decision in which direction we're going to. So 
you know, for me, that's how it got started. Started uh, with Janet and I, with the family. Uh, and then even when we had our business, uh, we owned real estate in Patterson. Uh, my father-in-law, he helped maintain some of the properties. Properties We had a laundromat. He would go there and collect the, collect the money. So it was always a family. I was just going to say two things, um, just piggybacking off of what um, Owen is saying. We're big on execution. And the other thing, we hold one another, you know, I mean, if you say that you're going to do it, you best believe, you know, we want a time frame, you know, if it's a week, a month or, or whatever it may be, we, we're going to hold you to it. You know what I mean? So we hold one another to it. You know, we go through our little squabbles or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's for the greater good for the family and for our business. And speaking of Daryl just has said one important thing. It's the greater good. We are creating generational wealth. We are digging a well. I mean, if you look at uh, Mike and you're a Christian, look at Deuteronomy. Everything is about the land. We, uh, we've always been avid readers. And people, we need to read, R-E-A-D, read everything. This is something um, that we've done for quite some time. Uh, On and I, when we started dating, we started a kitty, but we uh, started saving money. He says he, rat, he married me because I saved him $800 on his taxes. Got, that, got him, that was the first time he'd ever gotten money back uh, on his taxes. But we read Forbes magazine, Money Magazine, Entrepreneur, Inc., anything that we could get our hands on. And so what we wanted to do is that, and, and we come from, the, and uh, Daryl and I come from this PCP project. Christopher Columbus Projects, building for 15C in Patterson, New Jersey. So I want everybody to know we weren't born with a silver spoon in our hand. As a matter of fact, I mean, the odds were against us. I mean, of course, as you know, the CCP, where drug abuse and those things were the norm. I mean, the elevators were always broken. So we had to walk up 15 flight of stairs many, many times with groceries and with laundry. We also, um, the, when the elevators were broken, I don't know how many times the firemen uh, were there. I mean, I almost got raped one time uh, being on a, on, the eleva- on a broken elevator. So what I, want to, what I want young people to know is that your environment does not determine your destination and if, that we can all come together. I am sick and tired of seeing Black folks be last and everything. And there are now statistics out there that say we're in the 1% to become millionaires. And you know what? They are, those are choices that we have to make. And we can make those together as a family. We used to be that family once upon a time we were with, when we were colored. Back in the 50s and the 60s, we used to pull one another along. So we've gotten away from that, uh, with being individualism. And so we're here to uh, refute that norm, that we can, as a family, stick together. We can create generational wealth. And we are, we can, if we believe it, and we certainly are doing it. Um, Reform.com in 2008. And I like to say, my sister and my brother are real moms, they are. And, you know, um, they encouraged us to step out. So when we formed our company in 2008, they already had the path laid 
and how they say, don't reinvent the wheel, just follow the boost. And that's what we did. And look at it today, 2022. A lot of success. Yep. Bumps. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've, <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of bumps along the way. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, if you're going to be in this game or any business, it's never a straight path. You know, there are ups and downs. And the biggest thing, I think the biggest attribute to us is that we were able and, and continue to be able is to, to survive those bumps and grinds. Mm -hmm. And that's because we come together. There is an issue that one of us don't understand. We come together to talk about it and we figure it out. Uh, we have great relationships with other people uh, that are smarter than us, that have been in the game longer than us. Us and when we need to reach out to them, them for you know guidance as well. You have to be able to receive it too. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And then I want to just say one important thing: relationship. That man back there is the master network and relationship. And as Trina just alluded to, it's about giving. Remember, when you give, and when you give more than you receive. You absolutely reap what you sow. So you should be planting seeds. Don't worry about the money at some point, because for us, it's, it, it, it's about the money, but it's also about the challenges. And it's also about the next generation as, as well. We say, and in my church, we say it's all about relationship and it ain't about nothing. So, and I try to get young folks to understand that, um, that build those relationships. Relationships are one of the reasons why we are very, very successful. The other thing is about because we care about what we do and we're passionate about it. Our mantra is we're not going to get give anything that we can't live in ourselves because just because we have Section 8 folks to subsidize our market rate tenants, our, our, our public tenants, our welfare tenants, they get the very same treatment. They get the granite countertops. They get the hardwood. They get the stainless or black appliance. And so we've actually changed the, changed the game. And we were doing this 10, 10, 15 years ago. We now, which I didn't mention a little earlier, we are the first African Americans to build from the ground up in Patterson, New Jersey, a 174 unit apartment building for grandparents raising grandchildren. 74 units. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's 74 units. And you guys take it. So that's that's a little bit about how we got started our philosophy. philosophy. And, and we all have relationships. It's just not one person right. for relationships. Mm -hmm. Every right. everybody has relationships that they bring to the table mm -hmm. that help to grow. It can't be just one person that's right that's doing it, doing it on the relationship side. A relationship to keep, but everybody has to be pulling. Like you said, everybody has a part. You know, everybody has a part to play. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely appreciate all that. Appreciate all all those learnings and lessons. And uh, basically, going to the next question, you already, you guys already kind of started already answering it, and basically looking at the pros and cons of working with your family members, right, in the family business. Like you said, y'all work hard. Uh, the yeah, enjoy the time off. And when y'all keep it in the family, y'all basically, y'all help start the next generation. And now y'all helping just right now with everything, with his things too. So it's it's like, those are definitely the pros and y'all already started mentioning them. And then, of course, you brought up the, the, the negatives too, the cons. Um, 
about having disagreements. Um, but I specifically want to touch on a couple of them because I, I don't think a lot of people like to speak on it as much. You know, people people always tend to stay with the positives. I, I'm a positive person sometimes, and I always do like the positives, but I do think about my negatives, and you know, and, and a couple of negatives I wanted to focus on is hold like on, Mike. hold on. Oh, 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 oh. You you know how I am, bro. Words mean power. You keep using yes. that negative word. Rough edges. So let me let me right? say this, Jess. Not, not, not to cut you and Mike off, but so Mike, really, mm-hmm. when you when you're speaking on negatives, we really don't have, be honest with you, we really don't have no negatives, right? So okay. let me just give you, you know, a couple of instances, right? So again, like like my wife, you know, alluded to. A lot of times we piggyback off the Tompkins, right? Our big brother and our big sister. They are real models. Not our, they're not our role models. Those are our real models, right? So what they'll do is they'll, they'll look at, I, I want to bring out like the rumor houses, right? Now, my forte coming into real estate is property management. So I'm known for having, you know, a thousand units, you know, 1,500 units, you know, mm-hmm. multi, multi-family units, right? So when the market was taken back in, let's say, 2008, 9, and 10, um, down in Baltimore, Owen and Janet, they was getting into the rooming housing. So of course, when they get into something, what they do is they call Trina and myself, and they say, hey, guys, you guys really need to look into doing, you know, rooming houses down in, in, in Georgia. First thing I said was, I ain't doing that shit. I, I, I'm not doing no damn rooming houses. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I want to do. You know what I mean? So we go back and forth. Man, I'm telling you, man, we can make some money off of that while we're helping people. I'm like, man, fuck that, man. I'm not doing that, man. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. So I ran across um, a friend of mine from my hometown in Patterson. And he, was, he had one house down there that he was doing, the rooming house. So I went and I said, you know what? My brother caught me talking about rooming houses. I want to know what's the hoopla about this. So he took me over there. You know, he had, I think, about five rooms. I think he was making $100 a week per room. So I started doing the math and I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this. You know, <laughs> maybe I can do this. So, you know, I just, I, I want to bring that up to say, you know, what, that's not a negative, you know, we'll go back and forth, you know, and then I come back and I go, oh, you know what, man, you, you know what, you was right, man. You know, the room of houses, man. Then it turned around, it went from one room of house I got really good at it. I had like 10 room houses down here in Georgia. And, 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 he, and he came, he became much better at it than, than we, than we, than Janet and I did. And how we, how we came up with the room house model, I had a HV, HVAC contractor doing some work on, on one of our properties. He said, well, you know, it was vacant. So he said, well, you know, you got to rent it up again. Why don't you just do room? So he took me to, he introduced me to, his barber, who him and his barber, they have room in house. So the guy said, I have, I have 120, I think 120, 125 rooms. And they all pay me an average of like 100, $125 a week. I started doing the math. This shit ain't bad. So then, you know, uh, he gave me a ride to some of his room in house, the barber. So he happened to open the glove compartment up and number rolls of cash. A lot of it. I said, shit, now, man, let's get into this. That was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Man, I'm not crazy as hell. hell. So, I mean, that's how we go back and forth. Mm-hmm. 
Now, sometimes on the relationship side, husband and wife, wife can get a little dicey sometimes. Yeah, and I was going yeah, to get into that. When you have, you know, like, um, I'm an A personality. She's an A personality from a female side, right? Very strong, very opinionated, the whole nine, nine yards. So we have our disagreements, but it's never disagreements where it, it jeopardizes our relationship. I mean, we'll get pissed off and we'll go, you know, she'll go in one room. Thank God we got a big enough house where we can both be on different sides of the house, <laughs> house and not bump into one another. One another. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, we still come back together. We understand that it, although you're taking it personal for the moment, moment, you can't let that fester and then grow into something else that destroys not only your business, but your relationship as well. And I think we've, we've managed that well well, to, you know, to keep moving, moving forward. But still, I still don't see that as a negative. No, no, no. I well, don't, you understand? Yeah. I, don't, I yeah. still don't see that as a negative. I'm, I'm just saying because Mike was using that word loosely, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. negative. Yeah, you know, you, you understand? I still it's don't life. see that. Right. It's life. No, yeah. and it's growth. It, right. It, it, it's also a part of growing. Yeah. And you got to remember, you learn from everything that you do or you should learn. Otherwise, you continue to do the same things over mm-hmm. and over again. Yep. And remember, if you keep doing the same things over and over again, you get what? You get the same results. So, I mean, it, 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 and it's just like everything. It, you have the good, the bad, and, and, and the ugly. And in real estate, you are going to have that. You got to remember, we started the, it, it's trailblazers. Right now, there were no... Uh, Bigger pockets, there was no internet, there was nothing. I mean, I think the only books that we read was No Money Down um, by a- Alan uh, Rogers or something like that. So we just did a lot of things, trial and error. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest with you, Mike, I didn't think that I could work with, uh, uh, with my husband uh, because, he, yeah. as I said, he's very, very <laughs> strong. But uh, we've been... Uh, doing this full time since two thousand since two thousand seven, and and it's been a wonderful journey. And as he said, um, we don't always get along uh, together, but we know we have a common goal, and then we love we, we love one another uh, dearly. And the good thing about this family, uh, this family has a, a lot of love uh, for one another as well. Yeah, it, it's you know what when you're in business, I don't think you you don't want Yes, people. Right. You, you want people, everybody to have their own opinions about things, but respectful of one another. Mm-hmm. So that that way, you know, you know, you're smart, but you may not know everything. Right. Nobody knows everything. And Daryl and I, another example, we, you know, we were negotiating this big deal. Right? <laughs> so this property in Patterson. So the lot, somebody was offering us uh, a half a million dollars for it. So then I said, man, fuck that. I look at him like, and you know how much we pay for it? Nothing. The only thing we had to do was deal with legal fees. I'm like, huh? So when, when, when we left the meeting with the person that made the offer, I said, you know what that shit was? I have a million You got to have a million dollars on you now? So we went back and forth, back and forth. So good thing he did, did do that because we wound up, we wound up agreeing Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for it. We came back at a million. I think we came back at a million, 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 million too. 
something like that, and they counted at 750. But that's an example of us going back and, back and forth, forth with one another, mm -hmm. challenging one another. Uh, and I think that's healthy, healthy yeah. as long as you keep the respect there. And one thing as a family, we do keep the respect there as a family. And then the other thing that I love about is, I mean, there's no ego here. You okay. cannot survive in business with an ego. Okay, so you got to put uh, the whole of it. And, and as I said, you got to keep the, the goal in mind. So, and that's what I love about it, no ego. And then I am so proud of uh, my baby brother because initially when he would come down, he would just sit and be quiet. But now I see what he was doing is, he was just taking it all in. Now he sits there and sits in a meeting and he, he just rattles off stuff. And I'm just <laughs> sitting back and say, oh, look at him. Look at him. He's, true, he's truly learned. So I'm very, very proud, proud of uh, us. And we should have a lot to uh, uh, be proud of it because where we all came from and where we started from. But they mentioned they, mentioned they learned a lot. We learned a lot. At, yes, mm -hmm. so, and they keep know, us young. That keeps us like Janet and I watch down, you know, like down. They, they always trying something to do, you know. Oh no, you got to get this. You got to do that. And I said, oh man, I don't want to. I, I don't want to spend that money. You know, he's like, well, what you gonna do with it? So you know, Daryl, you know, came up with this old saying that we do as a family: we work hard. So we, we play, play hard. hard. <laughs> you know, our whole thing is that we said we started off out getting away once a quarter. Now it's like once every two months. But now we're talking about them getting away once a month, doing mm -hmm. something. But again, you know, you work hard, you play hard, you save money, money too, too. But again, you have to enjoy life, life because, you know, you never know when it's your time, time, and you can't take any of this stuff with you. And these two years just show, has shown that. These last, these last two years during the pandemic has shown that. I mean, you can have yep. all the money you want, but relationships are better. And as we get, and as we get older, knowing and not are the elders, to, to me, that's most, most, most important is the, the relationships that we have with one another. And then giving back, giving back mm -hmm. and sharing um, with any and everybody that we can, anybody and everybody that's willing to listen. And that's the key, because everybody's not ready for it. You, you can't let money be the driver. Like we were talking today, uh, there was something in, on the internet with uh, Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos. They say year to date, they both have lost $124 billion. Now imagine they lost $124 billion. I mean, they still keep moving. That's the edge and flow of business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be able to ride the curve, you know, like, you know, enjoy wherever you are. We try to make sure that we don't get too low. So, so when we look at the market and the market adjusts, you know, you have to be flexible and adjust with the market. And that's what we do. And Daryl and Trina, they, they keep us young, man. I mean, really, they keep us, you know, they, I see them and, and the love that I have for them. I always look forward to being with them. Although Daryl get on my nerve. I ain't going to bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 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 yeah, we yeah. go at it all the time. All the time. I'm about sick of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that. So I, always love, I always love seeing them. I can't wait for two weeks. I mean, when we going to Jersey, 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 when we coming down here. Um, so, you know, that's the, that's just the love that we have. And it's not about money. money. And really the other thing that we, to mention that 
one of the things we want to make our parents proud of. Yep. Mm. So a lot of the things that I do now in my life, though my parents are no longer here, that instills a lot of the value in us. In us, I, you know, I do things, and I say, man, I know my mother. Mm-hmm. I didn't know my father that, that well, but I, I said, man, I know they'd be proud of it. And and I just wish. I told Janet one day. I said, I wish they were here so that that way we could give them a house, house for them to live. Mm. You know, I mean, because we got so many property, properties, man, the biggest, you know, one of the biggest joy that it would have been for me is to give my mother and I a house of pops, pops and, you know, uh, a house, but pops had to be a little, a little distance there. Pops could be across the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be a few mile, mile, mile. But, but again, to be able to do that, give that to them, because if they didn't instill the values that had, they would be able Absolutely. Absolutely. So I hope that right. that that answered that question for you, Mike. <laughs> Look, yeah, 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 the, that 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 question is answered. We ain't even gotta come back to that. <laughs> yo, yo, Mike, you good, man? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm over here listening <laughs> to everything. You know, eating it all up. Um, uh, let me see, cause like. I, some of these questions we can skip, <laughs> honestly, because they've been answered. No, listen. Now we need you to bring it, baby. Bring it. That's what I'm saying, Mike. Listen, see, they are under the uh, assumption, right, that the podcast is going to go the rest of the way like this. And what they're missing is that there is a healthy balance yeah, right, to this podcast. All right, all right. I'm sitting over here quiet like my father in the back. All right. All right, so I'm going to hit some of these other nitty-gritty questions. Your definition of a good business, point blank period. Short and sweet. Yeah. What is your definition of a good business? Well, for me, a good business is, number one, is something that you love, love to do. You're passionate about it. And then you're good at it. I tell folks, and then, for example, in, in real estate, there are so many areas that you can actually get into. You can become a wholesaler. You can become a flipper. You can become a lender, a, part, a money lender. You can become a private lender. What I often say to folks is to find that one thing that you're good at and then excel at it, okay? Something that you want to do in your eat you don't mind getting up every morning and doing that that's for me what a good business is then the money will come because you're good at it and then once you become good at that one thing then all other opportunities will avail themselves to you once we started in this this business um we started not only in real estate but we're doing stock investing we're even right now we're we're buying um, mortgage notes. We're buying other people up mortgage notes, and that gives you passive income every single month. We're doing apartment buildings. We were in Dubai how many years ago, guys? Oh. Five, six years ago, when we saw these tall buildings, and so we were laying, and the guys were laying in the pool, and they're saying, look, we're going to be doing that same thing. But we had to crawl, walk, and run. So for me, and then the other thing about that is People see that you are good at what you do as well. And then um, 
the money will come. But it's something that, you know, you don't, you just don't want to hop into something because everybody else is doing. And then you got to know what your strengths are, what you're good at. For me, we, I know that we're not good at marketing and so forth. So then what you do is you hire other people to do those, do those things for you. Um, anybody else? I want to say this. I want to say this, Mike. I know, Mike, you you trying to go around. I see Justice telling you, man, to hit us, baby. Hit us. <laughs> Listen, we from P-Town, man. Hit us, baby. Listen, we have our moments. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. We mm-hmm. have our moments, right? This is how, how, how we know that this is our passion. It'd be times, right, on and Janet, they'd be in their backyard, right? And Trina and I, we'd be doing something in the house, where it may be, and we'll call one another. And it'd be something, you know, maybe we got down because of tenants or something, not because of some addictions or whatever it may be. And we're, okay. we're safe, our contractors, you know, and we're safe, we'll say to ourselves, you know what, man, if somebody come right now, man, and want to buy all our houses, man, we'll sell our whole company, we'll sell and get out of this real estate game, right? Five minutes after that, we all go, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Because we love this. This is what we do, man. We love it. Listen, we eat, sleep. Everything that we do is real estate. You know, real estate is not a thing where you wake up today and it's like, yeah, I'm doing real estate today and tomorrow I'm off. And listen, real estate is 24 hours, seven days a week. Even when we're on vacation. Even when we're on vacation. You know what I mean? We, yeah, had right. our, we got our brother here, right? He brought up, he brought up something. We was in Egypt and he had caught us while we was in Egypt. He said, what you guys doing? His mindset was, okay, you guys are in Egypt. Maybe you guys are in the pool doing an excursion or something like that. No, we was in the office. What are you guys doing in the office? We're filing an eviction. We filed the eviction in Egypt. You, you, you understand? So this is something we love, man. This is something we love. We do it. We, we, Somebody who's actually doing it right. because there's so many people out there 
that all they want to do is to sell you material, course material, and they are not doing anything that they, mm -hmm. they found something online and they've copied material. So you want to find somebody that you can touch, see, and feel that's doing what, whatever it is that you want to do. It may be tiddlywinks or whatever it is, but then uh, find out what they're doing, how they're doing it. And then if they're doing it, if they're successful at it, if it's something that you want to do. So you want to crawl, walk, and run, as Owen would always say as well. I think that's one of the things that really begin to push us over the hump is that we, we invite our bankers to come look at our properties to see what we're doing. Uh, a lot of times when in Baltimore, when we were doing very large projects, there were people who thought that we weren't really owners or active owners. Matter of fact, one time our banker came down and real, real story, you know, it was a brother. So um, we're walking from the parking lot to the job site. So white boy came up to me and said, um, hey, Owen, you know, um, you know, I got some requisitions inside that I need to sign and look at, at, at before we sign, you know, you know, and then once you review them, you know, let me know if you want me to sign off on. Our banker looked at us like, Y'all are real, aren't you? Aren't you? Because sometimes, you know, they, people don't believe it. You know, and, and in this instance, we needed a whiteboard to validate who we were, or mm -hmm. we didn't believe what we were saying, saying that we own this and we make decisions and all of those things. But once the word gets out there, out there of what you're doing, doing, people realize that project that we're doing in Patterson, we had the mayor of Patterson, Patterson come to Baltimore to see it because we wanted him to touch see and feel what we were doing because when we came to when we came back to him and doing the 74 unit project we didn't want we didn't want to be pigeonholed into well the only thing you can do is a two unit or five unit unit property no we wanted to let him know that the projects that we've been involved in are as big or bigger than a lot of the white boys and that's how we get down man. respect respect yeah, now, respect all that. Go yeah, ahead, bro. Yeah. Oh, you know what time it is, bro. <laughs> I know. No, I know. Time to flip no, the switch. Go ahead. No, no, no. Y'all didn't spoke to envy and pride, not in those words, but basically you said you can't be prideful in family business for it to work. Mm -hmm. Um, and y'all yourselves are not envious of one another because y'all build off of each other's energy and off of what each other is saying because y'all are open-minded. With that being said. The money aspect of it, right? Because I'm hearing y'all throw a lot of numbers out there, right? So hmm. I don't cut nobody pockets, but I'm just saying it sounds like y'all making money, okay? So my right. question is, <laughs> understood. So my question is, how do you avoid greed and losing yourself in the money when it's coming? We don't let money. Money is not the drive. Money, money. You, you, if you're in any business, any business, you're going to make money, you're going to lose money. Just like I just alluded to, nobody has, or nobody that I know has, and I don't know them, Bezos and uh, Musk mm -hmm. have more money than they They lost $124 billion. So, I mean, you know, so you can't let money be the only determining factor, like Janet and everybody said. You have to be passionate about what you do. And then one of the things that, that's key, that when you're making money, I'll use Daryl, Daryl said this one time, you always have to prepare for a rainy day because it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. Mm -hmm. 
it, it's gonna rain, rain. So you always have to put some reserves aside so when it rains, look, one of the things that we do, we save money. Mm -hmm. man ain't ever gonna be broke, you hear me? And you know what? And I say the same thing. I ain't gonna <laughs> never be broke. Uh, I was telling one of the young ladies that I coach and mentor, I said, you know what? I said, before I go, I said, you, you better make sure that you check all of my pocketbooks. So I just went through the house one day and went through a few pocketbooks. I found $1,000 just in that day. The other thing, what's important is we don't let money master us. We master the money. Okay. Absolutely. And we master the money in that we invest to grow money. That is what it's there. And not only that, we are giving. Our tenants get scholarship money from us. They've gotten bedroom suits from, from us. Um, they've gotten notebooks. They've gotten coats. They've gotten clothing. So it, it's, um, I got a, a couple of my tenants that, if they're good tenants now, and the kids are going, and the kids are going on to college, then they're going to get, they're going to get uh, some scholarship uh, money from us as well. So it's also, for me, it's also about uh, being altruistic also and giving back and also being humble. Because believe me, if you're not humble, God will humble you at some point in time. So you got to be hum humble. And, 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 you know, you reap. I always tell everybody, you reap what you sow. We don't give just to get back. Uh, we just do it to be doing. For example, today, and, and typically you don't, let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. But I mean, there was a young lady in the grocery store today. And so she was autistic, but she worked in the grocery, in the grocery store. She was a cashier. And so we were wondering what she was doing. So another young lady came, came up and said, well, you know, she's trying to buy lunch and she finds some food, but she's going to have to put it back. She's going to have to put some of this stuff back because she don't have the money. So I'm looking at, and, and they were there about 10 minutes. So my sister and I sat in line. So I said, well, how much is she short? So, cause they had all this food and they was putting half on the back. I said, well, how much is she short? She said, she's $40 short. I said, I got it. I, I got it. And you gotta do little things. You gotta do little things like that. I mean, because for me, God put me here to be a blessing to other and he's blessing us tremendously. We are living beyond our wildest dreams. I could have never thought. And Owen and I were six-figure salaries when we left. Um, I did Verizon for 35 years, was blessedly with both a 401k and a pension. Okay. I learned things. I've learned uh, by reading. I've learned how the masses, okay, or how the white boys uh, live. They buy, they, like I said, they lend money. I didn't know what a self-directed IRA was. I have a self-directed IRA now. Now, my coaching students, I coach people to do the same thing, to buy, rent, rehab, refinance, and repeat. And so if they're good enough to come with me, you know, I charge them, but I will loan them the money. I will loan them 65% uh, of the acquisition and 100% of the rehab fees. And then I get my money back, teach them, okay, we're going to refinance, and I want you to be able to take the cash out that you paid me. And so we got 23 and 24-year-olds with two, three, and four properties of their own. And some of these properties I should, I could have kept myself, you know, if I agreed had stepped in. But no, 
You know, I want to see our folk. I want to see us as a folk um, to come as the other folks are. The Hispanics are even surpassing us now. Um, and I want to change that mindset. I want to change that. Um, as I always say, you know, if you teach, if you teach someone, you want to teach them how to fish. You don't want to just feed them. You want to teach them. If you teach them to teach them for a day, to feed them, you feed them for a lifetime. Show them how you, you feed them for a lifetime. See, Mike, Mike, you know, Justice talked about flipping that switch, right? So let me flip, flip the switch a little bit. You know, I, I'm still a little raw, right? So <laughs> we got a payment in the other day. And I got a beef with on because I, I haven't gotten my chunk of that cheese, man. man. <laughs> I said, when you come down here, I need my money, bro. I'm going to give it this right now. $150. Nah, 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 nah. Nope, nope. It's just to show you how we don't get caught up on the money side of the account that you would lose. You know, um, I'm the only one. Yeah, I can't get into it. I can't get into it. So he asked me, you know, he on the phone with just, just talking. talking about I want all of it, man. You keep thirty-five dollars. That's what you get into the account, man. You can take it off. <laughs> you can't get into the account. Yeah. So, Mike, that's the negative part of us. Since, since you're talking about the negative, you and, see he's holding that money. He didn't talk about giving. If that was me, he said, "Yo, homie, you don't have to put some of that shit back." <laughs> <laughs> But, but you know, you know, you you have to have, you got to have fun in doing this because this is it's so complicated. There's so many components to it. If you can't find stuff to laugh about, and even the crazy stuff, stuff, and smile at, at yourself, you go crazy. You might as well quit. Wait, and I don't care what this is mm -hmm. your hand, uh, because again, you got to have different people that bring different components to the table. Table. Like Janice said, we all give back. Like when we go to Jersey, Jersey, just to test, we take, we meet with the mayor person, our banker, our architect, our joint venture partner, joint venture partner. They got, they have way more money than we mm -hmm. having one or two other people. We, there's a couple of spots that we go to happy hour, dinner. Nobody picks up a check for us. Just, I mean, just what was the last time we went there. And we took this one guy out. Out. He don't want to go to. He don't want to go to. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ruby to, Tuesdays Ruby or something. Tuesday. He want to go. To, Ruth uh, Chris. Ruth Chris. And order everything on the menu. menu. <laughs> and then want dessert at the end. <laughs> so, but again, you know, you have to be willing to give in order, in order to, to receive. Get. And then the other thing is, as you talk about money and how we don't get set with it. And, and on and I, and, and, and that's the good thing about us. We are uh, pretty transparent. Owen and I have lost a, a great deal of money. And I mean, a, 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 a good sum of money. Yeah. And we didn't, let, we didn't let it bother us. Money comes and money goes. And yeah. then you have to be persistent then, come up with a way to make that back, to double it. You can't get caught up in there. I mean, we could have gotten caught up and said, oh, you did this and you did that but then we wouldn't be where we are today. Right. What you try to do is there were mistakes that were made and you try to learn from those mistakes and not to make those very same mistakes again. 
Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right. All right. Time for Mike B to fire off now. Oh, whoa. Hey, here we whoa. go. No, this no, so so this 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 question here is I purposely put this on here and, and when me and uh the neighborhood therapist, I had I ain't call you a neighborhood therapist all episode, bro. <laughs> oh, Came up with this question. We both was like, Yeah, that's a good question right there. So in your opinion, why aren't black businesses respected like the Apples, the Googles, and the McDonald's in the world? You know, I want to say one thing before I know Jen and Owen love to answer that question, right? Y'all heard earlier, y'all heard um, Janet say, the way we roll, right? The way we work, the way we handle mm-hmm. things, right? Is with excellence, right? Excellence. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not here to put, put our fellow brothers and sisters down or whatever it may be, but I'm going to tell you, a lot of times, Owen and I, we're in meetings and individuals, whether it's the city council or whatever it may be, say, you guys need to hire minority companies and so forth. And yes, we're definitely with that. We're, we're definitely with that. We're definitely for that. But, <laughs> but, you know, being in this business as long as we have, we have learned that a lot of our minority-owned companies, man, you know, they just don't, 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 they don't work with excellence, man. It's, it's just, you know, we had an issue, you know, a couple of times we have issues with contractors, man, you know, not fulfilling you know, the obligations and things of that nature. And next thing you know, they're thrown off the project, you know? So it's like, they don't, you know, I don't know how to put it, man. It's like, you know, they don't handle or conduct themselves, you know what I mean, with excellence. And, it's, and you have to conduct yourself with excellence. A lot of times they, they bite off for a one that I think Daryl's a you know, and I, you know, also I work with minority businesses on our property. A lot of times they want to go and say, go after a million dollar contract. When the only thing they have capacity to do is a hundred thousand dollar contract. So we tell them, do the hundred thousand, do that right, do that, you know, the best you can do with that. And then the next time, go for 110, 120 and build your capacity. Uh, that's one of the biggest challenges. And then they're, they, they're always a day late and a dollar short. So if they want to do things, they don't make the sacrifices to save money. They don't make the sacrifices to come together, together as a family or, or as a team, unit, unit, to uh, go after what it is they say they want. Darren, all of us, all of us, and we say this to you and whoever this is, when you talk about, when you look at wealth, because you brought up the Google and all of them in the world, you look on Ford or whatever Ford the work is, you look at all of the black, me and Daryl Talley, every black Phoenix. billionaire on Ford and say, I, I forget how many there were, 50, 20 of them. I think when you tally all of their work up together, it only came to like 50 billion. And we added another 10 billion to it just to say we missed somebody you know, miscalculation. So let's say for the sake of discussion, it came to $60 billion. That's all of the black billionaires that you know of. You got one person you had, at, I don't know what his network is now, um, Musk, who had a, at some point in time was worth over $200 billion. 
you know, and a lot is that we're first generation. Uh, we don't have the access to capital that a lot of the other, you know, ethnic groups have. And one of the biggest things too is that we don't stick together mm -hmm. as a group. And then I want to answer that question too, uh, because Mike, what you said is that why don't we others respect us? Number one, we got to respect ourselves. Yep, okay, right. and that's number one. That's why they don't. You're not going to respect me if I don't respect myself. Exactly. So if you're going to get in this game, number one, you need to learn how the game is played. If you need to look like a duck, then you need to know how to look like a duck. One of our savings graces and why we're so very successful is when I put a banking package together and uh, I give A, B, C, and D, I don't have to do it anymore. There are tabs, so say, if they want, when you're going into business and you're going for a loan, you know that they automatically, they want three years of income tax return. They want bank account statements. You need to give them what, what it is that they're asking for. I've been successful when I had white boys come back and tell me from banks, we love the way that you put together that. We don't have to ask for anything else. You want to make it easier for them. And then, as I said, you got to build relationships. When Owen and I first went to Baltimore, we did not know a soul, okay? But number one, we pride ourselves on having good credit, okay? We ain't always complaining, and we've always had, had, had good credit, once again. And that's learning how to play the game. We even taught our kid, kids, you know, from early on, this is how you play the, the, the money game. Read rich dad, poor dad. You, and also it's the little details that will help you. Sometimes it's not the big, but then we the have others. And you have others that they want. They want somebody to give them something. No, we need to start with ourselves. But as we as a family, come on, put $10 together as a family, then build that up. Then whatever business that you're in, learn, learn that business. Learn the ins and the outs of that business. Even if you have to get a mentor, and 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 let me tell you, the truth be told, I mean, white people are willing to help you if you're willing to help yourself, and we're so often not not willing to do that, yep. and that you know that just hurts me so much. But I mean, that that's exactly what happened. And then some of us may be good cooks, but just because we're good cooks, don't mean that we need to own a restaurant, because there are th things you need to know. How to hire people, you need to know how to pay the income taxes, how to pay the payroll taxes, yep. and all those things that the business entails. So I think those are choices that we made. We got to look at everything. You made a choice, good or bad, whatever it is, and there are consequences that come with each choice that you make. The bomb on the street, that's what. That's choices that you made. We need to make better choices. And I'm just so afraid that, you know, I just ask the Lord that we can humble ourselves and that, you know, as African-Americans, my prayer every single morning is he doesn't wipe us off the face of the earth because he don't need us any, anymore. I mean, we, we're, we're not the dominant minority anymore. Okay? So, but... I just pray that we don't go away. But if you look at us as the masses, my prayer is that the masses, okay, that all of us are, are, are 
and the same that we're not looked upon down that not just one, two or three of us make it. I don't I don't know. I don't know how realistic that's going to be. I think I don't think that that's ever going that that's ever going to change. One of the things that I did uh, this is some years ago when we first went in, uh, we had a banker um, and he lent us some money. And how I met him, white, white guy, and we developed a real good so I went to him and I said, you know, my business though, we need money. You know, we need a loan. So we went out. We didn't have to go to a fancy restaurant. We went to a hot dog place. So he asked me, so how much do you need? I told him, I gave him a dollar amount. You know, I think at that time it was like $60,000. He leaned over to me and said, is that all? You know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it, 60000 $60, So he called his secretary at his bank, bank and said, hey, look, he said, when do you need it? I said, you know, when, whenever you can get it to it. So he said, he told the secretary, draw up the paperwork and told me to come pick up the check tomorrow, which is the next day. I have to go through no loan, no committee or anything. Then as we developed our relationship, we would wind up doing lunch maybe once every other month. He said to me, he said, look, Owen, I hire African-Americans or and Hispanic and other ethnic minorities in the bank to do these types of deals. He said, why are your people more harder on you than I am? And one of the things that we can attest to, not every African-American, but a lot of times the, the people that we run into that sometimes put the biggest obstacles in front of us wind up being our people. And one of the things that we're very good at playing the game, we understand the paperwork game, like, like the, uh, the package, the loan packages that Janet packages are impeccable. I come from government, governments. So I know what they're looking for. Daryl and them come from, uh, Trina comes from banking. So when we put a package together, we know how to present. We know all of those things. But sometimes our people, people are the worst Sometimes, sometimes they are. for us, us, and again too, our people. We don't think big. You know, That's you right. gotta think That's big. Right. big. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta. When we were in Jersey, and we used to talk about we want to own apartment building, people looked at us like, "Are you crazy? Are you know, own apartment building, building?" So you know, if you're talking to people who don't dream big themselves, mm -hmm. they can't think of you doing things that they can't think of themselves doing. Right. So you have, to, you have to expose yourself to broad-minded people, whether they are black, white, blue, green, or purple. Purple, if you're gonna grow and get the way you're gonna get to Bezos, um, Gates, none of them, none of them, if you, I guarantee you, you look at the circle that they surrounded themselves with, it was people with large vision, vision because if not, they would never be doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. right. Gotta know your worth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you said it, sister. You gotta know your worth. And I think that's where some of the issues come from with us, especially with self esteem, especially with a lot of us that uh, was born in the fifties uh, and the sixties. So the low self esteem was there, even even as far as myself. Um, at one point, I just thought Verizon and New Jersey Bell was the only thing for me. But of course, learning once I retired and, and seeing what we're actually doing um, now, absolutely, the sky, the, I, I know for a fact the sky is the limit. Hmm. Yeah. Let, me, 
let me say this. I want to appreciate y'all for coming on here and dropping all these gems. Facts. And <laughs> yeah, big facts. And as I reiterated earlier, and I'm reiterating here, time is money. Mike, we got about $10 left. So I'm going to take a five. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to take, take a, a five. five. <laughs> so awesome. what that means is, <laughs> uh, so what that means is I'm going to hit a power real estate question. Mike, I want you to hit a power real estate question. Let's get these jewels, man, that the, that the people listening deserve, you know, because you have to pay for this. I want to be very, very clear. Y'all listening to this episode and half of y'all like, man, ah, yeah, I hear you. But the rest of y'all listening like, yo, these are gyms. Let me be very clear. You have to pay to get into the room with these individuals that are on this podcast. So I don't want y'all listeners to get this confused. You know, oh, they're just doing a favor. No, 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 no. There's some things that I got to do on the backside after this. <laughs> you Because it's family. It's, it's an understanding. It's family business. But I'm just appreciative of y'all because the, the game that y'all giving out is, you know, shout out to Gillian, a million dollars worth of game. But y'all are the walking embodiment of that. So I'm just appreciative of y'all. I wanted to give y'all flowers. That's just something that I do. So I'm truly yes, proud yes. of y'all as a family, as, as a business as black folks, as a unit, you know, just must blessings to y'all, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, you ready? Yeah, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. You want to go first or you want to? No, no, I know I'm ready. I know which question I want to ask. All right. Biggest question of them all for me. All right. So, we're real estate. What was the biggest challenge challenge you experienced but there was no way you could have planned for it ahead of time you know i'm gonna let the talkings go and the only reason why is because as my wife alluded to they are real models right so we seen their ups and downs and that's the reason why they are real models we've seen them mm-hmm. go through trials and tribulations right figure it out why because one of the things that my brother always said, there's always, always a way. So when we hit a stumbling block, we hit a wall, he will always say, because it was times when me and Janet and Trina, we'll go, you know what? Maybe this is not for us. Because it was times now, look, come on, don't get it twisted. It was times we were saying, you know, this real estate game wasn't for us. But it was only me, Janet, and Trina saying that. Or we say, man, get out of here with that. Man, that's always a way. Always a way. You know what I mean? <laughs> to this day. Still to this day. We hit walls. We hit walls. So I want to bring up one stance, one, one for us, right? So Trina and I, when we first bought our first rental property down here in Georgia, right? You know, we paid cash for it, right? We did the renovation cash with our own money, right? So we depleted our funds. So, you know, we went back to our real models and said, well, how can we get our money back other than, you know, the rents? You know, if we're just counting on the rents, you know, that's going to take a long while, you know what I mean, to get the monies back. So Owner Janet said, well, the only other thing is we have to find a, 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 a bank, a financial institution or something like that that's willing to go ahead and refinance so we can take the monies out. So we said, cool. We went to Chase Bank. I was with Chase Bank since I was 18 years old, 19 years old, right? I went to Chase Bank. Chase Bank said, no, that's not something that we do. I went to, we was banking with a bank down here, uh, Watch the Mutual, 
They said, no, the dollar amounts that you're looking at is too low. So I'm like, okay, well, give me whatever you feel that maybe we are qualified for. No. So no, 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 no. We come back to our real models and we say, you know what? We can't find a bank. O said, there's always a way. We got to just keep, it's, it's, a, it's a numbers game. The more doors that you knock on, you know, eventually one door would, you know, crack open a little bit. You know, you'll get in and, you know, you're able to get ahead and do those things. So for us, you know, we went through those trials and tribulations, you know what I mean? And, and Owen and Janet was there, you know, to back us up, right? So we refined, well, uh, we found the bank, Black-owned bank, a bank that I want to salute that, 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 that loves us and takes care of us. Citizens Trust Bank here in, in, in Georgia. Um, we love them. You know, they gave us, a, I always say they gave us a slow yes, right? So, you said that too fast. yeah, <laughs> well, slow yes, <laughs> right? Right? So they said, you know what? We'll do this one, you know? So we did. Now, they said the exact same thing that Jenna has said regarding the paperwork, right? Because again, we're not, Trina and I wasn't trying to recreate the wheel, right? So again, we had our real models that said, listen, you use the exact documentation that we use for the bank, right? So we had it line item by line item. You know what? My philosophy was, and I learned that from Jen and Owen, was answer the question before the question is asked. And I always teach my kids that, right? So the bank had no question. When they got my application and everything, they had absolutely no questions, right? The only thing, like my wife said, it was a slow yes. It took them eight months in order for them to come back to re yes, to refinance that deal. Now, mind you, this was in 2009, so it was still around the time of the collapse, right? The mortgages and everything. Because they specifically said, this is something that we don't do because of what uh, um, investors have done or whatever it may be, loans and so forth, we was able to refinance. But again, it took us that eight, nine months in order to refinance. And for some other people, they may say, you know what, get discouraged and say, you know what, this is not for us. So that was our whole thing, you know, as far as the Tyson. I think also, too, with that, the person that started at the top, president of oh, the bank, bank at that time, and who told Oh, it was, oh, oh. That was because of relationship. Relationship. I want to want to say that before Owen continue this relationship. I didn't go to the branch manager. I didn't go to the local um, um, branch. We went straight to the top, and the reason why we did that is because Owen had a relationship with the CEO and president. And I, and I think I think the same thing does that Wall, wall of resistance. You know, we want to blame it on racism. You know, I'm, I'm too light. 
dark, short, whatever it is, is, and we don't fight beyond that. And, and I watch, I watch other ethnic especially the, a lot of the white boys and gals that I work with, is that they fought through that. And 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 in business, let me say this: everybody goes through challenges. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. black, white, green, or purple. I don't want our listeners to say it's just exclusive to us. You know, people of color. You know, I've been listening. You know, I listen to white boys. They go bankrupt just like we go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but the ones that make it have the ability to fight through it. They sustain. They, they have great relationships. They understand relationships. They understand packaging. And Janet, when Janet rolled out that first package, <laughs> we we haven't deviated from that package today yep. in terms of how we present our packages. Janet teaches that to her students in terms of how to package people. And the other thing I want to say for us um, is learning that contractors have shelf life. And I don't care how small or how big you are in real estate, you are going to have issues with contractors. So that was really a learning experience. And then going back to the banking and relationships, you got to, in order to make money, you can't be afraid to spend money either. Oh, and I would take our, we would take our bankers out for lunch, dinner, at least once a month. Because what you do, that allows them to learn your character. That allows them to learn more about you. So that way we were able to get deals done when other folks couldn't get deals done. And even when they didn't want to do our deals. We have one bank that we deal with in, out of Washington, D.C. They hate the name of Baltimore. But there was one member on the board that did not want to approve our loan. So we said to the vice president, why don't you bring him over to Baltimore? We'll treat him to lunch and we'll take him to four or five of our properties. We absolutely did that. We brought him up. Oh, wow. Remember I told you our property that stainless steel appliances, hardwood floors and the whole nine yards. He absolutely loved it. So when we got back uh, on the lunch table, he said, well, how much you want? And so we told him what we wanted. He said, is that all you want? You want more? He said, not unless you've given it to, to us. But those are the things that, that you actually have to do. Bars, bars. All right. So with my last $5, I'll ask a straightforward question. <clears throat> What's a healthy financial balance amount between the amount um, that the mortgage, the upkeep of home costs, and what you charge for rent? And how much does the city or the county's cap on the rent play into that? So basically what I'm asking, I mean, just for the listeners, um, how much, how, how do you figure out how much you're going to charge for rent? And then there's mm-hmm. another aspect to it because the county in the city that you're in might have a rent cap. You can't go higher than $3,000 for rent for a two bedroom, that type of thing. So what I'm asking the family is how do they account for that? Okay. So what I do is teach, first of all, before you even get into this real estate thing, you need to, to learn your city. You need to identify your city, you, you, and you just said it. You want to know if that's a rent control city. For example, New Jersey and Patterson is rent control. In Baltimore City, there is no rent control. So when we first, you got to do your due diligence about the numbers, how much is going, then you have to back in to how much do you want to make off of each property. So say, for example, initially, uh, back when we started, I wouldn't take a building unless I know that I can get $500,000 a month in cash flow. 
Now, and when I say cash, cash flow, that means after my mortgage, after the, my expenses, after my taxes, after my insurance is paid. And what I teach, what most people don't teach, is also to exclude the reserve. Take that out, that cut. Because the reserves is what saved us during the pandemic. Well, a lot of people that, that, that could not get along, I take that reserve because that's how the bank calculates the money. So I don't take that. I don't, I don't utilize that. I keep that in the savings every month. And I still want to make over $500. Now, since the housing prices, you have to learn to be a little adaptable and a little flexible. I'll take something, maybe $300 in cash flow. So you go back and but that's something that you have to determine based upon what you want to make each, each month. So do or and how many properties do you need? Do you need ten properties? I have some students that that's all they want is ten properties because that's all they want. Maybe one is five thousand dollars a month in cash flow. But some of them want you know fifty properties. And then what type of properties do you want? Do you want multifamilies? Do you want single families? Do you want a partner building? Then you need to learn your fair housing laws. And then what the rents are going through. There, there are um, apps like Rent-A-Meter Pro, uh, Zillow, um, Craigslist. You go in and look and see what your actual, your actual rents are. Then you want to know, is it court-friendly? Okay. How long it takes for you to evict the person? Then you, before you even put that person in there. For example, when I do a subsidized tenant, I want 100% of their rent to be paid. Okay. Because if not, then what will happen is, you know, it's, and, and some people have to pay five, six, seven hundred dollars. It's their portion. Section eight or whatever may have to pay another portion of it. But you want to try and get those where 100 percent of that rent is paid because you're still responsible. Uh, you still have to take them to court for their, uh, for their portion. The other thing that people don't do, especially when they're dealing with Section eight tenants, by law, you should be treating them exactly. Exact same way as a market rate tenant. So you should be doing credit check, background check, criminal check, and all of those. The reason being is, okay, say they've got a first-time voucher, okay, but they're coming from you and they owe you $15,000, $20,000. Section 8 doesn't care about that, okay? That's why they're coming to them in the first place. But that's why you, do, you, you need to be doing that background because if they skipped on me for fifteen dollars to $20,000, then at some point, if they have a portion to pay, they're going to do the same thing. We are creatures of habit. And some of us do change because I get some, but because this is a ministry for me as well, they cry, oh, Miss Janet, please, nobody won't give me a chance. This, 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 this. And guess what? They do the same doggone thing. So you got to treat it as a business and treat as a business and treat everybody the exact same way so if you have a minimum credit score of 640 and if, if they have a 630 then they don't get into you then they don't get into your unit it's a reason why that they have these very low credit score that they have these very low credit scores so all of that is individually up to you that that also may determine because if you have a full-time job okay you may not need an extra 500 dollars a month you may only want two fifty or three hundred dollars a month, so all those things play into it. Let me let me say this: what I'm gonna say with a lot of your questions that you guys have, this is gonna tie everything together, right? It's gonna tie everything together. So, you know, we have 
conference calls, I mean, throughout the week, you know, with the family. And uh, sometimes me and, oh, we go back and forth, right? Me and, oh, we go back and forth. We go, man, man, I'll tell, oh, man, you got to talk to your wife, man. And then here go, man, you got to talk to your sister, man, man. 18, she won $1,800, right? For your say four bedroom, right? You got somebody that said, well, you know what? I got, I got seventeen seventy five. I can give you, and she turned them down. No, I want eighteen hundred. So, so we pulling our hair out. You see, me and O don't have any hair, right? We pulling our hair. We like, <laughs> what is she doing? The, the property is him. It's been vacant for thirty days, forty five days, no longer than that. She won't even cut it down twenty five dollars. So that's the, what right. She said. About the negative. That's your negative right there. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to him. <laughs> Take it away, Mike. <laughs> all right, all right. So we asked our, our ten dollar questions for five dollars each. But uh, we got one more question. It's just it's not this is not for us, it's more so for the listeners. Um, and if you wanted to share anything. So do you have any future plans that you want the listeners to be on the lookout for? Well, any? one is um be great to start our own podcast. Um, we're, we're from a city called Patterson, which is in New Jersey. Um, so we named it straight out of P-Town. That's, that's what P-Town stands for, Patterson. That's where we come from. And our whole motto is, if you can make it in P-Town, you can make it anywhere. 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 So y'all look out for that. You know, our podcast is coming out. We're speaking on real estate. You know, we already got our coaching going on. So if you guys want to learn about real estate and as um, the neighborhood therapist put it, you know what I mean? Yeah, that may be a little small cost, but we want individuals that's serious at the end of the day. At Absolutely. the end of the day, we want people that's serious. Because the thing is this, and I always say this, is that the only thing that we have in this world is time and we don't have enough of it. So don't waste our time. time. And, and it will be a cost. It's no, you don't That's get right. anything. You better watch out if somebody says they're gonna get you talking about they're gonna keep you something. something for free. You better nothing for free. Something. And the other thing, watch out for the Baltimore Real Estate Diva. Uh, the first book, The Turning Point, will be out in September. And it's gonna talk about some of the challenges and where I come from. 
uh, as I said earlier, most people think we were born with a silver spoon, and it absolutely was not. I suffer from selfish, low self-esteem. I talk about low aim and no aim and how I overcame that. And so I'm in there with Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, and many of the other, and it's worldwide uh, other entrepreneurs in that particular book. And then the second book, they're coming at the end of the year, Pocketbook, Houses, Shoes, You Choose. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I, saw, oh. I and, and as Daryl said, I we also have our own uh, coaching coaching program, and then look for my online course that's coming as well. Yeah, we want to thank you guys too. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Want to thank you guys, man. And anytime that you guys you know need us, you know, to come on a podcast or whatever it may be, man. I mean, and they don't don't just have to be real estate. You know, um, just let us know, man. You know, anything you guys need. You know, we love what you guys are doing. Absolutely. And we're so very proud of you young guys yep. as well. You you just make us proud as well. And we love you both. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. My, 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 my last thing. Huh? I can go catch that jet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me end this off, man. I just, I just... I, <laughs> again i just want to say thank y'all and um i want to give a special two special shout outs to the reason why i'm even in atlanta today um shout out to my niece ava congratulations baby girl and tomorrow is going down shout out to my brother okay for making it achieving it and popping this thing off and solidifying the legacy of graduating high school Future is yours, baby boy. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. You already know what time it is. Thank y'all. Yes. yes. All right. What up, listeners? Mike B here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find us on IG at BMM underscore podcast. On TikTok at BMM podcast. Facebook, just type in the Batman Misunderstood podcast. And then you can find... The Neighborhood Therapist at The Neighborhood Therapist on IG. And you can find myself at Mike B underscore BMM on IG. And if you want to connect with our producer, the DJ himself, Mr. DJ Daxter, check him out at DJ Daxter on IG. All right, folks. See y'all next week.